0: Everybody and welcome back to week two of this bonus "She Can, She Did" series, focused solely on the theme "We Can, We Will." Whether this COVID-19 storm, as business owners, that is. I met today's guest for the first time at the London Midweek Mingle on the 11th of March, which, let's face it, feels like a short lifetime ago now, doesn't it? And I remember talking to my partner on the journey home after the event about just how much I admired her calm delivery and the clarity with which she spoke when recounting the challenges she had faced on her business journey so far. For that reason, I thought she'd be the perfect founder to hear from this morning to ensure that we all try and get this week off to a good start. The lady in question is Ruth Yamika Afalabi, founder of Magnify, the publishing house focused on faith, feminism and fashion that empowers modern women through digital media, events and their stunning print magazine. With production on their latest magazine and series of events halted owing to the coronavirus, this is how the past fortnight has played out for Ruth and where she plans to channel her energy in the coming months. Plus, of course, a whole lot of advice for each and every one of us too. Ruth, I feel like we saw each other, what, two weeks ago, like we were just saying before I press record, it's all gone a bit bonkers. So much has changed. So since I last saw you at the London Mingle, how has the impact this coronavirus has had on all of us played out for Magnify and for you personally?
1: So I think as we were saying at the beginning, I was like, oh, you know, we can still kind of go to the office, just like stay away from each other. We can still carry on as usual. We had hand sanitizer for guests in the office. And then it was like, no, we're we're shutting the office. And that's obviously had an impact, not being able to like go in and do work and work with each other as a team. We run a lot of events. So obviously we're not doing events um our magazine which was in production the next issue was supposed to come out in three weeks And uh, we were literally about to shoot the cover star that week um and that had to be cancelled and we had one more shoot to do so obviously production is halted we do a lot of videos that's all production is being halted so from a like future content production perspective which is a huge part of what we do that has impacted us greatly but I, it was a weird thing as soon as it kind of happened we knew that we had to shut stuff down and my mode mind went straight into right let's find a solution we can't change coronavirus we don't know when it will end but ultimately we still want to inspire women so how can we look at other ways to do that and I think in a weird way it's been a good shock to the system for me because I'm quite a perfectionist I'm sure lots of <laughs> female founders are so in terms of like the way that we were recording our podcast the way that we'd like to do events we obviously can't do those things face to face and we're having to find all different kind of methods to do that so I think I've just kind of gone into solution mode because Because that's the only thing I currently can do Do
0: you know what, it's so funny you said that Because obviously I'm doing these podcasts daily I always record them in person And I have had to really just kind of give up that whole That kind of quest for perfection bit when it comes to the podcast Because the audio is never going to be great on these And I'm just, (laughs) I'm editing them each day like, oh my god But I'm just (laughs) like, no, just, just publish it, it's fine, just push it live So I can completely relate to that In terms of the breakdown of like timing Yes. Um, how did you, because you've got a team of how many?
1: Um, so there's about five of us, so not everyone is full-time, but kind of on a week-to-week basis, five of us would be working together.
0: How did the kind of breakdown of how you communicated that play out to, to the team in terms of, was it a simply um, shut down everything for production or, or did that kind of unravel over the course of a few days? And, and now, you know, I'd say, yeah, kind of a week and a half in, what are you kind of getting the team to work on now? <clears throat>
1: Um, So the first thing was the five of us who kind of worked together week by week. My first thing was to send an email but framing it in a really positive way because I think everyone can watch Sky News, BBC News, we all know what's happening. You don't necessarily want where you work to also be like, it's all doom and gloom and everything's ending. So I kind of sent an email to the team that ultimately we want to serve our audience in the best way possible at this time and people obviously are anxious, or feeling nervous and it's a great time to like share hope and encouragement. And so... That's the kind of basis from which we're working. And then I kind of broke it down practically. I kind of had spent a few days with the other person who's full-time, just looking at the different areas, like what will be the impacts, because I didn't want to kind of communicate to the team and not have any sense of clarity. So the things that I was upfront, like our magazine, we don't know when we're going to be able to print it now because the printers can't go to work. It can't be installed because we're on a lockdown. But things like our events, we're now kind of recording with the speakers, which will Will be very different quality to having a videographer um, using their iPhones but I tried to kind of outline to the team every area that would be impacted and if we had a solution and if we didn't being up front that there isn't a solution but we're trying to work on it so yeah that was kind of how I communicated to the team and then a lot of the freelancers we work with I think that for me emotionally has been the hardest thing because they are just amazing a lot of them have become good friends but obviously from a production we're just legally not allowed to be out shooting or filming anything so with them I just kind of encouraged them to send them an email last week once we knew we had to lock everything down and actually just being human and saying like we were thinking and praying for them because obviously a lot of them they've had work cancelled for the next six months you know a lot of people can't pay rent can't pay mortgages have got kids and I think in this time I'm just seeing that more than anything is just to be kind and to be human I know be kind is kind of a very much an overused hashtag, but really relationships are so important. And just really trying to put myself in the shoes of people who might not be as fortunate as just being able to kind of work from home and delay things and still be able to kind of carry life on as normal.
0: Yeah, it's so so true, and it's, it's it doesn't sound silly saying be kind because it's it's it still blows my mind that some people forget that. And um, but I do think there is some real hope out of this situation, and that is the fact that you know people are genuinely coming together and and a whole lot nicer than we, we normally <laughs> do. Like, it's so funny. I went for a run at lunchtime and um, i normally run with my sister, but I was on my own. And we always kind of say hi. And normally we get, like, where we live, it's like, it's quite nice. Like, people say hi back, but, you know, you always get one or two and that don't. And <laughs> it was so funny. I was running around and literally everyone, I didn't even have to say hi first for the first <laughs> time, people were just like, hi, hi, but, like, still two metres away from each other, like, darting around, but it's <laughs> good I mean, I'm very aware that you've obviously got your office space as well, um, which obviously I'm guessing, if it's, am I right in thinking it's East?
1: Yeah, it's in Shoreditch, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I mean, that must come with a big overhead. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) The fact that's all just being. Well, wasted essentially at the moment. So I think that was very hard because I was like, you know, I can, even for me as the CEO can still go in. And then it was like, no, you can't leave your house. So it had my husband took me last weekend just to kind of take out anything that I really need. And obviously it's uncertain because we don't know if this is going to be three weeks, if this is going to be three months, if this is going to be six months. And we also host obviously a lot of our magazines to customers from the office so have had to like relocate that to our various homes so I think yeah logistically our office was our base for events for running the office sometimes we do shoots there and that's just not in use at the moment.
0: Yeah definitely and is it kind of is it a, a case of ringing the landlord and seeing if there's
1: a way to manage the rent situation or? Speak think about that but I don't think that we would be eligible for that um at the moment because I think it's unless you like physically have no opportunity to pay your rent um so for us it's just more like yeah, I was kind of hoping, I, I had a dream the other day and then our and was like, it definitely was a dream where the landlord was like, I know it's a hard situation and you need not worry, but he, he didn't say that.
0: So. <laughs> do you know what though, it's so true. I do feel like everyone keeps having moments where, I know I definitely do, where I, I do think I'm dreaming and then you just have to like check in and you're like, no, no, this is happening. <laughs> it's like, well, what is going on? okay then in terms of I've seen some really inspiring posts on your Instagram feed about you know how you're using this time for yourself to plan your future and like get creative and all of that so how has it played out mentally for you because we've obviously spoken about the logistics and how you kind of stepped into that CEO role communicating et cetera, et cetera. but what has this looked like for you in your mind over the past couple of weeks where are you now?
1: Okay so when it kind of happened it was weird I saw this quote that says necessity is the mother of all invention and I think it kind of plays into my natural personality of kind of being solution driven so it's made me just refocus that actually one of the things I really struggle with because our team is tiny is just not having enough time to think of the big picture I'm every day like in the midst of you know looking at orders or just every every little aspect of running magnify and i haven't often had time to think about in five years time where do we want to be what resource would we need what type of people would we need to hire what would be the values that they would have which are all really critical things and actually our board had asked me to do that a few months ago but i've just literally not even had time to breathe um, over the last three months so that's been the biggest thing one is having time to sit down and really there is no rush to do anything because we're all at home for the moment and then the second thing is thinking as a ceo the way I've been using my time and the things that we deliver are they priority in terms of executing the vision and are there other things that we could have spent time on so I think like podcasts and going live on social media are great to be an authentic brand whereas we focus a lot on we want the creative standard to be really really good and that's in this time has made me see that you know, all of that has gone out of the window. So I think it's been really good in challenging me to think whether we've been using our time in the best way to deliver our vision. And secondly, I, I think actually just learning what contingency planning means, which is not something that I had focused on at all. So how, um, yeah, speaking to lots of other friends who run their own organisations, things like, you know, how much do you have in reserves? Because obviously the government is helping some organisations. And thankfully for us at the moment, we haven't been severely impacted in the immediate future but thinking you know god forbid if this were to happen again and for six months you had a closed office you couldn't sell magazines would you be in a position to still be able to pay staff and therefore should you have staff versus freelancers so I think yeah it's just made me think a lot in terms of I think when you're a CEO of such a small company you're kind of just like running it from week to week because you just have no other capacity but this made me think sadly a lot of businesses and organizations will crumble in this time and so to not be one of those into future proof how are we future proofing essentially which is not something that naturally I'm very I'm very much a risk taker which works well in some cases but obviously that does not incline me to naturally being someone who plans for bad scenarios this has really made me think about that
0: yeah, it's so true. I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying that their one of their good friends is in like the HR department and had basically kept pushing their C-level board to do business continuity plans and like scenario planning and was kind of coming up with all these scenarios and kept being told this is about six months ago, kept being told like, you know, you're being silly, like if you want to do it, do it. But like, that's such a waste of time kind of thing. And there, she's literally now thriving because she she'd, she'd taken that time out to really plan and she's basically kind of keeping their company going right now because she'd she'd kind of worked it all out and I just think oh yeah be more like her <laughs> like note <know>
1: yourself <laughs> sometimes we can think those things are like a waste of time when there's immediate things that seem really exciting That it would be much better to spend time on but then obviously yeah in in scenarios like this and I think just I'm sure a lot of founders have said to you is the fact that we don't know when this is going to end I think if we just knew like you're off for one month and then you'll be back it would be a lot easier to deal with so now kind of thinking are we a business that is set up to thrive in essentially a digitally only world which is an organization that does a lot of events and magazines we're now spending a lot of time thinking about how we become digital first
0: mm, yeah no definitely in terms of Actually, I want to roll with that then. So is that a case of the next few weeks? Are you kind of switching the magazine over to like more articles online and all of that kind of thing?
1: So, um, The future issue and the one that's currently on sale, that will still just remain on print. And we had actually been working on a digital magazine for the last few months, but I think the pace I was happy for us to go with it was very slow because I was like, there are loads of other things we do on digital and we're rotting out on digital that I like the magazine kind of being print-based. Um, whereas this is kind of accelerated, even the fact that we have a lot of international audience and postage is very expensive. That's always been something that's been on the back burner, but we're now thinking potentially if we, Can't physically print an issue for six months, what would we do and how would we still keep our content fresh? Because I think at the moment, a lot of content brands are focused on, you know, everyone's feeling worried, everyone's feeling anxious, everyone's kind of the shock of like, gosh, we're all locked at home. But that will wear off in a month and then you need other things to talk about and it will just become the new normal that we're at home. So we're thinking, yeah, how do we reinvent ourselves online and deliver engaging and relevant content consistently?
0: Yeah. And then I suppose reaching out to sponsors to get ads. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay. how are you, given that that's a whole lot to be thinking about and putting into action? And like you said, I think the uncertainty is adding to a lot of the angst around this. How are you looking after
1: yourself, Ruth? So honestly speaking, I have been loving afternoon naps, which is just not something that I had time for. I know you probably expect me to be like, you know, just been going at it 150 Yoga, you know. (laughs) But I think last week, because as you say, so much energy was focused on like, we just got to find a solution. I've realised that this week, I'm just really, really tired. And I don't even feel bad because I was saying to my husband, I think I've actually been tired actually for a long time and so now the fact that there's just suddenly no rush I actually feel like a sense of freedom that I can rest and not feel guilty because yeah just as my natural personality I've always and it's not something I'm proud of at all always felt bad for not working even if it's at the weekends even when people ask me like what do you do to switch off a lot of the things are connected to somehow creating or doing something like that so I think I'm really enjoying just actually resting and sleeping having my one walk a day you know trying new recipes and just remembering what it means to be me outside of running Magrify.
0: It's so true I've like kind of been checking in with myself because I can relate to that in terms of like I love Working, I genuinely do. But this whole situation, kind of seeing how creative people are being with their time, and how so many other people, so many friends, are really loving this time to just switch off. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I. I, What does that look like? Do you know what I mean in terms of like what does that look like for me? So I don't know. I always kind of I exercise, but it's to exercise to clear my head so that I can work. It's not to exercise because I enjoy it. Do you know why I do enjoy it? But like it's to exercise so that I can be you know I have the energy to carry on with my day kind of thing it's just like
1: I need to just be. I saw a um, therapist that I follow in America online and she was like she obviously gets and I'm trying to strike the balance even when I share content in terms of a lot of people like you know you could start your business idea now and you can just take your business to like a whole nother level so I and she was like actually lots of people are feeling pressure that they already feel anxious and nervous about what's happening that on your mind is already taking a huge toll and then you're feeding the pressure of like you've got to start like this million pound business idea in this time and she was like we forget that when this is over life for initially will probably be even busier than normal because people will suddenly be like all the things I haven't been able to do for the last few months I need to do them so actually if you can um you know I'm not a key worker. though Our work, as important as we think it is, is not critical to saving other people's lives. <laughs> They're actually using it as a time of rest. She understands that a lot of people might feel guilty about that, but you actually, this is a good opportunity.
0: And it's, it's so true, because um, I said to my partner the other day about how tired I felt. But yeah, it's just kind of checking in and listening to that. I love that advice. I wanted to t- touch on Ponnip with you, because um, I know how important it is to the magazine and life, but how much is faith playing a part in this whole process and adapting to this and kind of staying positive?
1: I think a huge part, and it's probably actually why I, it's probably weird, I sound quite upbeat for somebody who you know, like everyone can't do anything. But I think my faith for me, even when I spoke about before when I lost three members of my family, that knowing even in the midst that, Um, for me knowing that God is still with me and so I think even though it seems like the world is just every day it's like you know hundreds of people have died across the world I'm just trying to yeah just remember the hope that I have that comes from my faith Um, and just knowing for me that God is still here with me and here with us in the midst of yeah a world that seems um, crazy and I think also for me my faith helps me to know that my security can never be in like the things that I have or what I do because obviously we're seeing at the moment whether you're rich, poor, black, white, whatever you are, whatever background you have, whatever job you have, coronavirus has no respect for anyone. So yeah, I think for me, my faith is just what is keeping me really grounded at the moment.
0: Mm. I really, I really do Uh, I was speaking to someone the other day and about that you know it doesn't matter who you are it, it, it kind of it doesn't care who it affects and it's so true it was almost like there was this mindset here in Britain or at least I mean I, I know I had it and it's so terrible where it was kind of it started off in China and then it, it went to Italy and it was like then it was coming but it was just like oh no we we not here in Britain we won't it won't be that bad here Do You know,
1: what and then we were like we're young so like oh it can't affect young people yeah, yeah. you still saw that young people were still going out and then I think it was seeing like that I think she was 21 year old girl like two days ago who had no underlying conditions and my mum's a doctor so she's obviously on the front line and talking to her Um you just realise that like this thing is not a joke um so yeah I think it's just kind of made me pause and made me think about what actually matters and I'm sure you've been saying with friends and family as well that you realize in these times that like family and your health no matter what business you're trying to build that's what is (laughs) just like the most important thing um it's unfortunate that it's taken something as terrible as this to make us all be like wow even because even on mother's day going to see my mum and having to stay two meters away and not even able to give her a hug just those like little things that we've all taken for granted mm-hmm. I hope that the way we do business is the way that we build friendships and relationships after this will be forever changed in a really positive way
0: love that yeah I've I, got nothing to add because I completely agree um In terms of your advice then, Ruth, for any founders listening, you've kind of weaved it in really nicely throughout all of this, but do you have anything specific that you would like to say to them, advice, go for it?
1: The first thing, we're all in this together, and I love that you've been talking about that so much, and I know that it seems cliche, but really, if you see a female founder, like, or founders of any kind, like, reach out to them, because it is a very unique position where, even for your employees or freelancers, if when we get off coronavirus if your business doesn't exist anymore that will not be as of much concern to them as it will be to you so I just love speaking to founders because I think it's a really unique journey that we're walking in and hopefully we can all encourage each other secondly as I mentioned don't be afraid to take a break I know obviously for all of us due diligence is that the first few days and weeks were spent contingency planning cancelling things postponing things getting other things in place but that is all very tiring and the third thing which is also really a note to myself is just to be mindful of how much of the news we're watching Um, because I know for me I was almost addicted the first few days BBC then at 11 again you're checking for the update at 5pm you're checking for what Boris Johnson has said and it's just a lot because yeah we all know what we're facing and you need to as a founder we all know really manage our mind and our emotions. so just being mindful as to what is coming in um, is really important.
0: Yeah, it's so so true, and I'm. I've, i It's like I guess how we started the call. Like I feel so much, even though there is still so much uncertainty. I feel so much calmer today. It's what Friday no Thursday (laughs) but then I did even on on Monday like and it is part of that is because I'm choosing what to where I'm kind of focusing energy and what I'm reading and all of that kind of stuff because it was addictive wasn't it very lastly then Ruth. once we're through out the other side of this how are you going to celebrate what what are you going to do to reward yourself
1: Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I want to have a facial. Yeah. I realised that the other day, but the first few days I feel like it was ageing me. Um, So yeah, I want to have a facial. I don't actually know. Maybe, oh, I want to go to a restaurant because obviously we're not allowed out. So yeah, go to a restaurant. Just even think, it sounds like a small thing that we take for granted. Like we love eating out, but eating out on a facial for me um, and spending time with my family, definitely.
0: I love that. Thank you so, so much. I really well,
1: appreciate you it. Thank you so much, Bee.
0: thank you so so much for listening to that episode it genuinely means so much to me and i really really do appreciate it especially given how busy everyone is right now if you found this episode to be useful in some way shape or form it would genuinely mean so much to me if you could please rate review and subscribe to the she can she did podcast and share these episodes with any of your fellow friends in business or just in friends in general to be honest to give this series a little boost between you and me rumor has it those numbers help when talking to potential sponsors and I don't know about you but i could really use one of those right now <laughs> if you are new to the she can she did podcast and fancy listening to some motivational stories from some pretty incredible female founders to get you through the next few weeks too please feel free to rummage through series one and two of the podcast as well there's some pretty amazing women and stories hiding in there have a great day girls keep going and please do tune in to